Arjuna. Yes? What? What is the answer? Uh, to, to what, Robin? To life, Arjuna. To life? life? Yeah, life. Like, to the universe. Like, what is the answer to everything? Whoa. You really raised the stakes on me there, man. Um, muffins? No. The answer to life, the universe, and everything is episode 42, motherfuckers! Welcome to the Winner Winner Podcast. I'm your host, Robin. And I'm Arjuna. And this is our 42nd episode. And we're fucking killing it. That We are fucking killing it, man. <laughs> Thanks for saying that. <laughs> and yeah, dude, we, I mean, we always answer something on the show, but th- we're bringing the answers today. <laughs> I think we made it's it, true. though. 42. This is like... 42. Like, order the yeah. box set now through our Patreon. <laughs> For just $500, you get all 42 episodes, uh, each one on its own flash drive, gold-plated, straight to you. Uh, 500K is what Robin means, <laughs> you know? $500,000. It's better not just be gold-plated flash drives at that point. It's <laughs> like solid gold. Yeah, for our first 500K patron, I will just ship you my computer. How about that? <laughs> so, I, but, but in the meantime yeah for any of you who may not have gotten the reference just uh look up the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy mm-hmm. yeah and because it's great all right all right should we robin do a patreon question do we want to tell people yeah. what we're talking about today or should we what? yeah guessing? why don't you give us a little overview look, and then we'll just, just jump into it baby overview okay yeah we're gonna talk to baby. pilgrim david one of our patreon supporters um informally we're going to talk to his question and um we're going to have i think a pretty interesting discussion there hopefully we'll keep that under two hours so that the rest of the episode total is is less than four hours for you guys oh man yeah and then for current events in PUBG, we've got patch 21 huge patch i've we've said this before this might be the biggest patch we've ever seen we're going to get to that and talk about the juicy parts we won't talk about the whole thing because it's really long and then we're going to talk about Black Ops 4 Blackout Mode. I want to dig into that. We've watched some footage. Neither me nor Juno have played it yet. But there's nope, a lot it's, to talk it's about. not available on the PC No, yet. no. I pre-ordered the game. I still don't get access until Friday, I think. So. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay, you get the early access. Yeah, see, I'm I, one of the peons who I'm going to wait until <laughs> You have free. to wait a whole day longer than I me. I know. It's going to be painful. I'm so glad I paid $60 earlier. Oh, all my rich <laughs> friends are going to be on playing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's jump into this yeah. question. All right. You want me to read it? Go for it. Okay. So Pilgrim David became a patron last week and asked this question, but I actually, I sat on it, Robin, because I wanted to talk about it with you. Mm-hmm. So um, so here we go. Pilgrim David says, two questions. One, I watch a select few PUBG YouTubers and streamers. To name a few are Foglet, Aculite, Proximity, Tomographic, Shroud, Wacky Jacky, and Dr. Disrespect. That is quite a few, mm-hmm. gotta say. While watching, I've noticed that a lot of Shroud's high kill games, 30 to 60% of his kills are easy kill stream snipers. 
and I'm of the opinion that Foglet and Aculite are better players because they get just as many kills and just as impressive of shots without getting easy kill stream sniper kills. Hmm. So my first question is, who do you think is better, Shroud and Doc or Foglet and Aculite and why? Hmm. So let, let's just stop and, well, okay. His second question is a small one. So, And my second question is, who do you think is better between Foglet and Aculite? Also, mm-hmm. I think Tomographic is trash. So he he gets a dig in at the end of his question there. All right. So I know so what tree he's barking up here for sure. Yeah. I, I have definitely barked up this tree in my own mind. All right. So tell us about it's, this tree. It's in my mind forest, this tree is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's hope we can still see the forest after this conversation. <laughs> so I've definitely observed the high number of stream snipers and shrouds stream in particular there's some in doctor disrespects too but definitely not as many and i think this is what like cements in my mind shrouds like superstar status as a PUBG player like more than i think him and and doc and the doc are like the most famous right and it's it's i think it i count it as how many stream snipers they have compared to the other streamers um that's your metric that's my metric Yeah, okay. I don't. I'm not looking at YouTube views. I'm not looking at anything like that. I'm just looking at how many people stream snipe them. Um, and I've definitely, I get kind of annoyed watching Shroud. We've talked about this before because so many of his kills, like you, you don't realize it at first, and then you're like, I was impressed, and then you're like, wait, I think I'm impressed just because he's like, I was killing people, but like so many of these people are literally just running around without a weapon and trying to be funny, and. And I don't, I don't know what their motivations are. I don't know if they're trying to be funny or what, but no, we will never know <laughs> what these stream snipers so are thinking. But um, I was thinking, like, you know, maybe Shroud's not that great, and he's just getting a bunch of easy kills. And then you just watch the way that he plays and aims. And even when he's killing people who don't have guns, he's doing it very efficiently, typically. <laughs> yes. Like, he will, like... It's fun because he'll often practice and he might try like a flick shot or or like a headshot. He'll just try to do like a one a single tap and then move on. And Shroud, I still ooh, you know, I don't know if I'm ready. I know that he's really good. And then the doc, I don't watch a lot of doc anymore, but he's also very good of this lot that we're talking about. Um actually not the whole lot cuz there's one of these streamers I don't know about proximity. Don't know yeah, who that is. I also haven't watched him. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bold that because I'm always looking for more fun people to watch. Um, but otherwise, I think all of my favorites he mentioned, um, particularly Chaco is missing. Yeah, Chaco. Yeah. So let's go through his list. Fuglet, amazing player. He and Aculite play together a lot. Aculite's also on his list, and when they play together, I find. And maybe it's just because I'm watching Fuglet's highlights typically instead of Aculite's, but sometimes I'll they'll both do a video of the same game, which is really fun. <laughs> and Fuglet tends he's really greedy, Fuglet is. So he's always like running he off is. and trying to snake the kills. He tends to get more kills. I'm not sure if that makes him a better player. Um they're pretty neck and neck, as far as I can tell. Aculite and Skill wise, I think, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Fuglet does tend to get more frags. Um, Tomographic, I don't appreciate you saying Tomographic is trash. 
<laughs> just because I like the guy. I actually will go and watch Tomographics channel um, because I, I just think he's an enjoyable streamer and, and content maker. But no, you're totally right. He's kind of the third wheel with the like Fuglet, Aculite, Tricycle. Um, <laughs> it's always like Tomographics going down first and they're like trying to salvage a situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but sometimes yeah. he does some clutch stuff too like i notice in duos he seems to be um more instrumental it's, especially lately he's he's kind of like Aculite will go down and then tomographic will clean up and rescue him so yeah he's coming he, i think he's getting better but um <laughs> it's uh between disrespect and um shroud I think Shroud's way better. <laughs> mm. I like I Doc. I don't actually... I've felt this way for a long time, and I don't know if I, it's based on in reality whatsoever. I'm just kind of surprised that Dr. Disrespect is a contender for like the top players, if that's even true. Because I just... Mm. I don't think he's nearly as... His, his reflexes and the... the, the quickness of his accuracy i think are significantly lower than some of these other players he's a little mm. i think he makes up for it with good tactics and i don't know i honestly i don't know how he makes up for it but somehow he is when i watch him i'm not as impressed for some reason so well i i don't necessarily see him winning sweaty tournaments <clears throat> either so yeah there is that you know mm-hmm no, Whereas, no disrespect to Doctor Disrespect, but no, no, no disrespect. You know, but <laughs> just, just actually, fuck that facts. guy. <laughs> fuck you, Doctor Disrespect. Um, yeah, I, I like, I like the doc. Um, yeah, for what he does, and I have to say, a current event there is his house. Apparently, has been getting shot at. Did you hear what? about this, dude? No, dude, that's day, horrible. Like yesterday, some he was streaming, and a bullet went through an upstairs window in his house and he heard no some way. he heard like some commotion when he was streaming and he immediately stopped the stream and he suspected oh it was God. a bullet because a bullet had gone into a, the window at his house the day before so two days in a row his house got shot at and i don't have any more information than that but um dude that's no joke like he has not. a kid and stuff exactly like, it sucks yeah man that's a family residence yep so I Dude, don't know what he's doing that, or what they're gonna do to address that, but it's pretty I, pretty stupid. I mean, it's it's ridiculous yeah. that he has to worry about that, and I can only I I just don't I don't know what it means. You know, it could be someone who's just kind of mentally ill. It could be somebody who's trolling. I I think that I would put that in some pretty big air quotes because stream pranks can get pretty fucked up, and I'm not sure if that's like a stream prank or what, but. People are weird, man. They are. Uh, if you're listening, shooter, don't please stop shooting don't at people's do that houses. Shit. That's like, you know, like the doctor's the kind of disrespectful where you can just kind of shake it off, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, when someone comes around to your house and starts shooting in the windows, like that's like that's a level of disrespect that is is kind of life altering, you know, mm-hmm. like. He is now going to live in fear that every time he stands in front of one of his windows or that his wife or kid or any guest in his house mm-hmm. might get shot at, you know, like that's intense. Mm-hmm. 
that's like I would want to move out of my house, you know.、Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, it's it's not a joke. That's really yeah. uncool. Yeah, I don't. I,、um, you know, it's it's always whenever we hear about shit like this, it's just like anyone's guess what people are thinking when they seriously, do. Seriously, yeah, seriously.、Um, All right, that, so, whoever it so, is, they get help, they get support, they stop doing it. All right. So so getting back to the topic at hand, though.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the doctor, I think, is while he is better at this game than I will ever be. I don't think he is better than Shroud.、Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you, did did you have a, a finishing point?、Um, here's the rundown. Shroud's the best. <clears throat> Fuglet and Aculite are tied for second. Then it's probably the Doc, or Wacky Jacky, and Proximity is a wild card because I don't know anything about them. And Tomographic, I'm sorry, you are at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> but you're still a good player, man. We should play together, Tomographic. I'd love to. You're like more on my level than these other guys. Like, I could, <laughs> I could be a good squad mate with Tomographic. Yeah, I'm just gonna could, be dead weight with Tomographic. I'm gonna be dead weight with Fuglet. Let's face it. <laughs> Well, so I basically agree with your lineup,、mm-hmm. and I just want to point out. I feel like Shroud attracts a lot of shade,、um, and I think the reason he does is because he is the best.、Mm-hmm. And I kind of liked what you said earlier about how I feel like when anyone asks me or just rhetorically like,、mm, "Is Shroud really the best?" Basically, exactly what you said, Robin. It's like just watch, watch him play.、Mm-hmm. You know, like. I mean, the rest of these players do amazing things. They're very good. They're highly skilled. They consistently get kills. They win a lot. They're all really good. But Shroud is like he's in a class of his own、mm-hmm. when you compare him to the rest of these people. And in my opinion, if you don't see that within ten minutes of watching <clears throat> his play, then I feel like you have more watching to do. Yeah.、Um, and I think, like. Let's. I totally agree that his stream snipers are artificially padding his kill count,、mm-hmm. right? But think about it another way. Some of those snipers are trying to kill him. So imagine that every game you're playing might be full of like ten or twenty people who always know where you are. Who are always trying to kill you? They know what your loadout is. They know. They even know how much health you have, right?、Mm-hmm. And that's in addition to the regular people in the game who are also all trying to kill you.、Mm-hmm. And then you know, just re- regardless of that, imagine every time you dropped in this game, there were like ten extra jackasses who are distracting you and who are like trying to throw you off your game. And any of them at any moment could also be trying to kill you, right? Right. I don't. I don't think that that is reflective of a lower skill level. I think that dealing with that on a game-to-game basis actually requires more discipline, more skill, and it's more dangerous. I think.、Mm-hmm. So, so that that's one point I want to make. But the second point I want to make is just like watch any of these streamer tournaments, dude. Like watch any of them, Shroud and J Nine, like they win like fifty percent of the games. I mean,、mm. it's insane.、Mm-hmm. Like, and but but yeah, for me, all of that aside, I just when I watch Shroud play, that's to me 
what what tells me. And it's just things like this. Like, for example, both Fuglet and Shroud have done the VSS challenge, all right? Watch both of those challenges and, and tell me which one of them <laughs> is more skilled, all right? Um, in my mind, the answer is just very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, that there, there are some other challenges that, that Shroud has like- done... The VSS challenge, it seems like one that a lot of people have done, actually. Because I know mm-hmm. I know Wacky Jackie's a big fan of it. Um, I wonder if Choco Taco has, but yeah, it'd be funny to watch them all. Yeah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, even just small things like like the way his mouse moves, or just notice how many of his kills are headshot kills. Like, that's a mm-hmm. huge thing with Shroud. Like, you watch him play, and you're like, damn. He just got like 10 headshot kills in a row, you know? And I think for it's it's things it's just things like that. It's these subtle differences that you might not pick up unless you're really looking for them. But once you start to pay attention, you really come to see that Shroud is in a league of his own, definitely mm-hmm. among these people. Yep. Yep. Cool. So Robin, who do you who do you think's better between Fuglet and Aculite? Uh man they're both so good and they're both like (laughs) so close to each other too yeah um it's funny because i think they they're better in different ways like i know Mm. aculite he's really good at range um like his dmr work and sniper work is like some of the best i've seen and Hmm. then fuglet is a lot more kind of uh what's the word i wanted to say choppy that's not the right word he's um he's like much more like get in there and just like get messy of a player and a a little bit more wanton and yeah so they you're making me hungry (laughs) is it wanton He's a, he's yeah, a little more arbitrary, wanton. He's more wanton, <laughs> wantons, <laughs> wanton, wantons. Um, he's a wanton, wanton. Wantonimo okay? Bay. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> he, and I think like, I don't know. I I guess if I had to choose which one's better, I just can't. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. know. They like I, yeah, if, I don't if you I put them like either. against each other, the game would just like crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there would just be a a sucking black hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you have an opinion? I I don't know, and part of it's just that I haven't watched Aculite play enough. So, mm-hmm. yeah, my I, one thing I will say is that I've seen fuglet and random other person like win a game here and there in in streamer tournaments like you know twitch rivals tournaments and stuff and i don't i don't know that i've seen aculite win some of those that's Mm. that doesn't mean that it's not happening it just means Mm -hmm. that i haven't seen it Mm -hmm. so but that that could be something to look for i i scrappy that's the word Fuglet is scrappy. Scra- <laughs> Scra- he is scrappy, dude. Yeah. He's a scrapper. And he clenches the cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> he's so that that's it. I've I've seen Fuglet get 
some tournament results, and I place those really highly because it's it's like one thing if you're just killing a bunch of stream snipers, whatever. But like if you're playing against like most of the people on the server are like some of the best players in the world, that's when the real test comes out. Mm-hmm. So to to be able to win that ever, I think, is an indication of a pretty supreme level of skill. Mm-hmm. And Fuglet has done that. Yeah. So I've also seen Fuglet kill Shroud. So that's pretty cool. All uh, right. Uh, oh, I want to see that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of a cheap kill. Like Shroud's clearly fighting someone else. You know? Isn't that but, the way it is? Like every time someone's like, "Ooh, I killed Shroud," it's always like Shroud's like a one hit and his back is turned. Or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just got done killing like three people consecutively. Yeah, but yeah. It, it it is kind of a cool clip because you see Fuglet. He's asking his teammate like, he's like, "Okay, should I go for the win or should I kill Shroud?" You know, and the other team, the guy's just like, whatever. And Fugler's like, I'm going for Shroud. And he kills him. So it's kind of cool. He like, he calls out the kill and then he makes the kill. So that's pretty sweet. I love it. He did that in the tournament or in one of the, yeah. oh, that's great. Okay. It it was, yeah, it was one of the previous, like two back Twitch Rivals tournaments or something. You'll, if you, if you uh, Google, you know, Fuglet kills Shroud, you'll find it. Okay. So. Anyway, thank you, Pilgrim David, for that rousing question. And, of course, this segment can be yours for the small price of a monthly donation of, you know, as little as $1 to our Patreon. Yeah, a really small amount. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's really really not a lot. And Mm -hmm. we periodically kick down other benefits to our patrons as well. And plus, you guys just, you get your Mm -hmm. own little club. So that's fun. Our contributors have inspired me to contribute to other people. Like, I think I'm... I support Sokoler and Wacky Jackie, so nice. Like Pan it forward awesome. a little bit. A little yeah, bit. yeah. All right, man. Forward um, or at least laterally. Yep. Let's see. Yeah, you know so what? Before we get to the patch, let's talk about mm-hmm. the snow map leak. Did you hear about nice. this? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So the snow map. There's images that have been data mined, and it has some. You know, it's a map. It's got snow on it. And I'm mostly interested in the size, but also kind of in the layout. And it looks pretty interesting. I actually need to pull up a picture here. Have you seen it yet, Arjuna? That's okay. Um, I I remember looking at it a while back. Oh, no, no. This is like fresh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's like just the... I'm not sure if it's the same as the one before. I haven't cross-referenced them or anything, but... Yeah, I, I saw... I saw like just the geography map of it, but I didn't see the actual like in-game layout map, like the the mini map, right? Mm-hmm. Or the pull-up map. So if you go to Wacky Jackie's channel, you'd find it pretty fast, I think. But I'm looking at it here. Just a quick rundown. It's a round area surrounded by water. Um, so in that way, I guess it's like Erangel. It has a big western lobe and then a river and then an eastern lobe that's about half as big as the western lobe. I'd say. So the river so be- like, between them like and I two cringe. islands right next to each other yeah. in a way. Yep. Or yeah. or one island that's bisected by a channel. Mm-hmm. Um and people call it a river, but if you took your earth science class, you'd know that rivers start in highlands and go to lowlands into the sea. <laughs> and you can't have a river that starts in one ocean and ends in another. It just isn't how they work, okay? So we're gonna call it a channel for now. Um so the upper part of the channel is frozen, like the northern half of it is. 
southern half is thawed and one of the most interesting things is in the southern thawed part of the channel there's an island and there's a a big yellow splotch in it so that's either a huge structure or just a high density cluster of other smaller structures and there's three bridges going to this island so this is going to be really fun little point um most of the map is covered by snow it thins out on the southern half quite a bit based on what i'm seeing based on how big the buildings look i actually think i don't think this is an erangel sized map i don't think it's an eight by eight i think it's maximum a four by four or not max maybe it's four by four at least i don't know maybe it could be Mm, a three by three hard to tell yeah it doesn't look very big to me yeah, I guess on the, based on the relative size of like the cities and map, it it would also you know it would make sense that it would be a four by four because then they could add it to their mini royale list, right? Mm, right. And then you'd have two and two, which would be a nice balance. Yep. And plus, people seem to the small format seems to be going over really well. So yeah, yeah it would be kind of silly for them to not keep doing that. Mm-hmm. So that's that. So, yeah. We don't really have a lot of other info or speculation. I'm I'm looking forward to killing Yetis for sure. Now we are cutting back to our Xbox Corner segment. I'm excited to be continuing this tradition on the podcast, just getting Xbox-specific content for our listeners. And we have one guest with us today, and I'm excited to introduce him because he's really been kind of a cornerstone of our Xbox community on Winner Winner. He's been really active in our Discord. He's been really active in our uh, Xbox club. And he's just been doing a really good job of kind of setting the bar high, sharing his his thoughts, his skills, doing a lot of good coaching and leadership. So without further ado, I want to welcome Heinze. Welcome, Heinze. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming, dude. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. Yeah. So l- let me just make sure... I- is it accurate to refer to you as Heinze or Heinze 06 or Backdraft? Which which of those do you go by? Uh, Heinze or Heinze 06. Uh, actually, some people call me Hennessy if they don't really know. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. yeah, any of those. Backdraft was my old uh, gamer name. So, yeah, Heinze works. Okay, nice. But but if they're looking for you on Xbox, you're Heinze 06. That's Heinze correct? Heinze 06, that's right. Okay, okay, right on. So, so yeah, Heinze, why don't you just give us a little background on like your gaming background and your history with PUBG? Yeah, no problem. Well, uh, I'm a 32 year old uh, firefighter from Boston, Mass area. I've been job for like 10 years, and I've been gaming all my life. Um, kind of got into it a long time ago, um, probably when Nintendo was out. Um, so I've been gaming for a long, long time. Had a lot of practice. Uh, thanks to my parents for that. They bought me the first console. So uh, I got a wonderful wife and son. He's newborn, like three months old. So uh, it's been kind of working with that, and it's been awesome. Wow! Uh, congratulations. Thank wow. you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been definitely an adjustment, but um, it's been great. 
Um, I got into uh, PUBG by playing Fortnite. It was the first Battle Royale game I've ever played. Um, so I knew about PUBG, um, and I was kind of practicing for Fortnite because I'm not really a cartoon guy, so PUBG appealed mm-hmm. to me. Um, and before that, I played Destiny and then The Division before that, and I was also a World of Warcraft player for like 14 years, and I raided competitively. So I've, every game oh, I've damn. played, I've always been like super hardcore into it and super competitive. Um so yeah, then PUBG launched and uh basically for me it was like unplayable. I I couldn't <laughs> get into a match. I think squads were like completely unplayable. It was so laggy. Mm. Um it was just really bad. Um so for me This kinda, was way I, back then. Or wh- was, was this on right the PC? When the launch, okay. Yeah. Yep, right when the launch came out, so it was kind of unplayable, went back to Fortnite, and then um, PUBG got a little bit better, I played with my friends, and ended up getting a chicken, and that's what got me addicted. (laughs) That's how I started on (laughs) PUBG. It was that first chicken, man, and then ever since that, I've been just kind of hungry all day, every day. It's that Uh, life, man, that chicken life, gotta have it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, after that first win, I think it's kind of addicting, and you would guys probably agree to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's you know, you, you put all that work in for a considerable amount of time. I mean, each game is like forty five minutes, mm-hmm. and you know, you feel like you've accomplished something by the end of the game, and it's just you just won. That's all it is. Yep. You know, but for me, it was kind of like wow, like that was awesome. You know, working with you know two to three other players, and mm-hmm. you know basically communicating back and forth and getting to the end and you can kind of do it different every time and that to me was like what i enjoyed i enjoyed working as a team and you know Mm -hmm. uh, my background being a firefighter like communications are huge for me so it's what i do at work you know Mm -hmm. we 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 go to a fire we go to a car accident you know we talk to each other figure out what's going on and we come up with a game plan and we you know execute it so Mm -hmm. PUBG on my off days just fits me really well you know that's really cool to hear. I didn't know that was your background or that's what you do, and it's cool to hear yeah. you bring that to PUBG, yeah. man. Um, so, but yeah, totally agree. Like, it's just powerful to come to get through a game and win, whether it's squads or solos. I mean, solos, you come out on top over a hundred other people or ninety nine, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's like that yeah. sticks with you. So when I first got uh, the game. Um, I was on my OG Xbox. I mean, like, literally, I bought this thing. I was standing in line when they released the Xbox. That's how old it was. And so um, it really didn't play well. Uh, PUBG didn't play well on it at all. And I ended up getting, like, 250 wins before I decided to make a gaming area in my house. My wife is very nice. (laughs) Let me do it. So <laughs> I went out and I bought an Xbox One X, the best you can get. I got a Zim Apex, which is basically a mouse and keyboard adapter for it. Um, and I got a monitor uh, because the colors in the game are really dark. But if you get a monitor, you can adjust the brightness and it's, it's very good for this game. Um, I also got a gaming PC for streaming um, and also to play the game's uh PC games. Um, I also got a uh, really good mouse with like 16400 DPI, um, G15 keyboard, uh, gaming desk. I mean, like, I'm such a nerd when it comes to this stuff. Like, if you looked at it, I think I posted a picture in Discord. Like, you know, people come over to my house, my family members are like, oh my God, they're like looking the other way. Like, what the hell is this guy? He's 32 years old, has a gaming area. Like, yeah, that's me. It's my passion, man. <laughs> I don't exactly. watch much sports. Gaming is what I do, so I have mm-hmm. like this whole area set up here, and uh, yeah, and ever since then, man, it's it's been great. 
the Xbox One X is definitely worth it. If you guys are thinking about getting it, it's definitely worth it. So I want to just interject here. If you guys missed that, Heinze had 250 wins before he decided to get like really committed to the game. Can you, <laughs> do you have a, a record, like either actual or an estimated record of how many wins you have total in this game now? Uh, yeah, uh, total, I would say, hold on here, let me just pull up my handy dandy phone. Lifetime stats. If you guys are interested, PUBG stats is a really good application on your phone for all that. So, hmm. uh, currently right now I have 465 wins. I have 1,369 top 10s. I've played 2,767 games. I've played 36 days, 3 hours, and 35 minutes. And I have 5,245 kills. And my overall KD is 2.24. Not bad. And, dude. And that's, so, yeah. So, that's all on Xbox ahead, or? That's just on Xbox. Yeah. That's nuts. Wow. So, for those of you who don't know, Heinze's like a consistent contender for top 100 in North America uh, on the Xbox. So serious badass here, people. Um, so it's one, one of the reasons I'm excited to have you on the show, Heinze, in, in an ongoing way is that I just feel like you really bring a lot of experience and kind of top level analysis to our Xbox listeners in particular, but, you know, all of our listeners really. So... Uh, it's yeah. So, and, and I actually, I want to use that as a platform to launch into our questions for you this week. So, you know, clearly Sandhawk has just been released and Xbox, uh, 1.0 PUBG 1.0 release just came out. And so I just wanted to get your initial thoughts on, on that. How's it been for you? Honestly, it's a breath of fresh air. I, I really like fighting in this game. I don't really enjoy the slow-paced, um, you know, portions of the game, uh, such as Erangel and Miramar, where, you know, um, you're basically looting and looting and looting and looting and looting and looting. Um, I like to loot a little bit, but I really like to just kill people, you know, mm -hmm. and, and strategically move around the map and get to buildings. And, you know, I, I, that's what I enjoy mm -hmm. is fighting people. So... This this update has been like what I've needed for since the game was you know developed. Yeah, it's it's been awesome. Good. Yeah. So you're liking Sandhawk? Sandhawk's and... really great, man. I I think it's uh, a good balance between like all of the maps mm -hmm. and um, you know the way why I like it is because you can play slow or fast on this map. Um, a lot of people think that this is a very fast paced map, and it is. It's a faster game. But you don't need to play fast at all. Um, you know, like, basically, I'll give you an example, like, what's been working for me. So when I squad up with people, usually it's a lot of my friends that are pretty good. And, you know, I know they're good shooters and, you know, they're good teammates, man. So I'll, I'll get in together with them into uh, a squad. And then usually what we've been doing um, is we usually t uh, p uh, pick, like, a team leader. And this came from you, Robin, I believe, from a couple episodes mm -hmm. ago. I've been using the team leader um, in my squads, and mm -hmm. we'll pick someone to kind of lead it. Sometimes I lead or uh, whatever, but it's it's good to have that kind of person that's leading so you don't come up with five ideas and people run everywhere. So, yeah. you know, 
we'll start in the map. We'll pick a place. I like on Sandhawk Seme. It's in the southwestern part of the map. Uh, it's a big city. Um, usually I jump there if the plane doesn't go right over it. Um, Camp Alpha's good. Um, Camp Bravo, Kampong. Usually I stay on the outskirts. That's one of the good strategies. So we'll go there. Probably maybe a team, maybe no one. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll loot up. And most importantly, when we loot up, we actually call out our loot. So everybody picks everything up and we say, I have an extra red dot. I have a, this, I have that. So that way we can basically make the, make the most amount of our time while we're looting. And you don't need to search a million buildings. And the other thing is we always go to the same places because we wow. all know the buildings. You know, if you know you're going to jump to this building and then you're going to loot this building after it, it makes your looting efficient. So that's what we do. We do it really quick because if you're on the outskirts, you really don't have much time on this map. Mm -hmm. The circle moves fast. So once we're done that, we kind of move towards the middle and I probably mark like a center area. So I go for the center circle um, and probably pick a compound. Um, that's That's what I tend to do. And then once we get centered, we always try to stay centered in the map. That's the goal uh, mm -hmm. when I lead these groups. And um, we never really stay in like the, the open. I find in this map, there's so many hills and ways to get flanked. So if you're in a building, you have less chances of, of dying in there because you have more walls. And I, I, I didn't mention it, but I play TP. So it's third person versus first person. So mm -hmm. you can do a little bit of peeking here and there. Is, let me just interject really quickly. Is there a reason why you tend to prefer third person? Is it is it just that more perspective and helping with the peaking? Um, actually, the reason why I uh, play TP is because it's actually uh, what I've done during my whole gaming uh, career pretty much. Really? Yeah, so like The Division, what? if you don't know, it's been third person. Uh, oh. Fortnite's been third person. World of Warcraft's third person. It's just natural for me to play third person. Interesting. I've always done okay. that. I've always um, done I first. never enjoyed the Call of Duty games. I mean, I played mm -hmm. Battlefield. I played, you know, um, Destiny. But I like third-person mm. games. So, like, Gears of War. Like, I've, I've been doing that my whole life. So, I know the tips and tricks on how to do it. And, you know, people say that's cheating or whatever. Where, you know, you, you're camping a building and you're, you know, peeking them. It's an unfair advantage. But everybody knows that if you go up on a building, there's someone. there could be someone there. So... I think it's equal, honestly. Just don't yeah. go near the well, building, just, right? You know, so, I would say you're cheating, yeah, but it's cheaters versus cheaters, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if everyone's on the same level, you know. That's right? it. It's, you know, everybody knows in third person that, like, let's just, uh, an example, like, oh, I got killed because I went into a building and this guy was camping in the corner of it. My response to that would have been, okay, you can always assume there's someone in a building, even if there isn't. Yep. When you enter that building, enter that building with your entire squad, enter mm -hmm. from different areas, and do it like there's someone in there. Like, exactly. as soon as you go in, right? Because I'll give you an example, right? I work with the police. We just did some school shooting training. They taught us when we go into a building, right, what you do is when they enter a doorway, that's called the kill kill zone, the kill hallway, whatever the hell it is. One of them goes in, and they check the right corner. The next one goes in, checks the left corner. Like, they do it strategically. That's what mm -hmm. you got to do. The first person might get down, but their clip's not big enough to take you all out. So if you all go into the room with that whole mindset, you're probably going to come out on the up end. So, mm -hmm. so for third person, you just got to know like how to play it. You know, like all where right. those so peaks are. With your squad, the the person with the level three armor goes in first. Then, 
<laughs> you know, that's funny, but actually that comes in first. Hey, I don't have a vest. You go first. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's happened plenty of times, man. It's just, it is. It's logic. Uh, wait, you're saying you send great. the weakest person in first? No, no, no. The person with all the armor. Oh, yeah, good. Okay. On this map, one of the big things is you're, you're in fights so much. So, like, you always mm. have to replenish your armor. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. always I'm always looting bodies, getting armor, and that's pretty much all I loot. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing on this map. Like, you, the beginning is like the only time I loot buildings. After that, I'm always on the lookout for people, and I only loot bodies. I, I find people getting killed easily because they're just sitting there looting and that. But mm-hmm. you know, you're on edge, man. People push so quick on this map, and they push shots. So I find like you have to be really aware of your surroundings and just, you know, you don't really need 300 bullets. You need like 120. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not, you know, and that came from you guys too. So yeah. Yeah. All the wisdom. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't need 500 so, bullets in your bag. It's, I have it's a really, really pressing question. Me and Arjuna also on the show, we're talking about uh, black ops and the new um, blackout mode that's coming out. Oh yeah. And so I'm curious cause that'll definitely, that's definitely out for Xbox too. Are you, do you see yourself playing that? Or do you see yourself kind of sticking to the third-person PUBG? I'm going to be trying out, yes. Yeah. Are, yep, are you already, optimistic, uh, or how do you feel about it? I'm optimistic. So every every Battle Royale game I have bought, um, mm-hmm. I'm just an addict for them. I mm-hmm. like gaming. So uh, it was already, when I saw them streaming it, I liked it. It looked polished. Um, first person, I'm not a fan of, like I said. I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of Call of Duty either. But the Battle Royale part of the game is what i'm really drawn to so i'm gonna mm-hmm. try it out and you know what even if i don't play it throughout i might learn a little bit from it you know what i mean mm-hmm. bring something back to the PUBG community but i think PUBG man is just so unique people say it can be replaced i don't believe it and mm-hmm. a lot of people i've talked to about this certain subject said it can't be replaced because it's realistic it's simple it is so simple this game mm-hmm. um you know, there's not these, you know, zombies in the game that are chasing you and all these other, like, futuristic guns. They're all real guns, which draws people that don't play much video games. They draw them to this game because it actually has realistic guns in the mm-hmm. game, you know? Mm. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to try it out. All right. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, well, before we let you go, Heinze, I just wanted to ask you, like, just a few of your off-the-cuff thoughts about, like, what makes Sandhawk unique? You know what I mean? Like, what what do you really need to do on Sandhawk that hasn't been so required on the previous maps in PUBG? It's it's communication teamwork, man, honestly. Um, I can't stress that enough, guys. Um, you know, I go into a lot of groups, and, you know, they might be great shooters, um, but on this map, you need to be moving as a team. You need to be communicating back and forth, but not too much to where you can't hear stuff. Like, think about mm. good call-outs. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'm moving with this guy over here. You know, go in twos, right? But don't move too far. You know, I'm going to be watching the northwest. You watch the southeast. You know, strategic moves, but not too much communication. And when you get near to the end of circle, you need to pick a decision and just go with it. You can't just figure out like, oh, we need to go to this compound, that compound. You just find a plan and stick with it. And and that's that's probably the best bet, man, to get your wins in this game. You really need to play together as a team because if you don't, people are going to push you on this map. They're going to hear where you're shooting, and that's where they're going to go for. 
that's what I see the biggest thing happening on this map is that you finish a gunfight or you're in the middle of one and a team pushes you and you get third partied. So mm, that's yep. that's what I see on this uh, the squads that you know they're 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 fighting out of zone, right? And I'm like, hey guys, we need to be in zone, right? But they're like, oh, the guy's right here, and then all of a sudden, two squads roll up on them because they're coming on edge and they get killed, <laughs> and then now we're down to two players because mm-hmm. they wanted to be out of circle. Mm-hmm. So move as a team, communicate effectively. Yeah, uh, it's so true, man. The third party's real. I yeah, I was just playing duos earlier today for a couple of hours. And I think like, I would say 75% of our fights were either us third partying someone or us getting third partied. And like, (laughs) there was this one moment where it was like, it was, I think it was six duos in, uh, I don't remember which city it was. We were in one of the cities and I, I was like, I was posted up in this staircase and I'm just holding this angle with my ump and I wipe a duo that tries to come in. And then another duo is trying to get up the stairs. And as I'm shooting them, they're getting third partied by another duo that's also pushing in. <laughs> and then I finish that duo off. And then there's like one straggler from a previous fight who comes up and, and tries to get in on the action. And and so I just hold this one angle and I kill five people. Oh my God. And <laughs> I was like, Savage. this map is fucking nuts, dude. Like Sandhog is fucking nuts. Like whatever you thought you knew about how to play this game, like you have to reconsider it on Sandhog. It's, mm. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's why it's it's so. totally different from the other maps. It's it's definitely a all about shooting and not looting on this map, and that's that's why I enjoy oh, it. Oh, catchy! Yeah, love it. Shoot, shoot first. No, loot first, then shoot. I don't know. We'll figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> but anyway, Heinze, we need to move on to the rest of our show. So, um, gonna have to conclude this segment for now, but. It's been awesome having you on, and we're really looking forward to having you return yeah. in future segments. Absolutely, and uh, you guys can always catch me on the Discord. It's Heinz06, uh, pound 6094, or I'm always streaming on Mixer. It's uh, my name, Heinz06. Um, and if you guys are ever looking to uh, you know, squad up or you have any questions, I'm always open to it. So you know, join my party, send me a message. I always help anybody out. Absolutely. All right, That's man. rad. Hell yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for Heinz. joining. It's been a pleasure having you. Let's talk about PC patch 21. Now you're right. This is like, this may be the biggest patch we've gotten since like the 3X and the 6X scope and all the grips and shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that sound about right to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, I mean, there's just not even enough breath in the rest of my life to go over every single detail <laughs> in the, the patch <laughs> notes. I mean, it's just endless, right? So what we've done is we've just cherry-picked a few of the most salient details here 
to go over. And of course, the internet exists. And so if you just Google PC Patch 21, you can read all of the, the juicy details. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so th this is the list that I made. We're just going to run through and cover the points of interest. So the first thing, the thing that I was most excited about here was the new gun. I'm always stoked about new guns in this game. Mm -hmm. And it is the M47 Mutant. So, Wait, so you're excited about this gun? I am. Wait. Now. Okay. Because there's a bullet point here. Is that your yeah. bullet point? It is the my first... bullet point. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's actually, sorry. It's the MK. It's the MK47 Mutant. Uh -huh. So, okay. So, yeah. This, this is how this process went for me. I saw this gun on paper, and my first thought was, who wants this gun? Like, who's going to enjoy this gun? And the reason for that is that it just seems like a worst of all worlds. Like, it seems like there's nothing that this gun does well. First of all, it's single and two bullet burst fire only. Those are the only modes that this gun has. So what this means is you can't full auto with it. And having a two... A two bullet burst as opposed to the three bullet burst that you see on the M16 is like a huge difference, right? Mm -hmm. You can drop someone in, like even an armored person sometimes, you can drop them in one burst from the M16, whereas it's mm -hmm. going to be very hard to do that with the MK47. It's not going to happen. Unless you yeah. double tap like chest head. Something exactly, yeah. exactly. It's, it's it's unlikely. So, so the first thing about this gun is that it's it's probably one of the lower DPS guns in the game. So it it, it kind of puts it. It's like in a class with the rest of the DMRs, basically. But it is technically an AR. <laughs> so, I think the comparison to the M16 is kind of the closest. It's it's a little bit mm. like a 7.62 version of the M16. Hmm. Yeah. But it does it does have the lower rail attachment on it, so that differentiates it from the M16 in that regard. Right. You know, I could see this actually becoming my my favorite Miramar primary. Because oh, usually I want a sniper and an M16 on that map. Hmm. And for those of you who have been listening to the show for a while, I used to hate the M16, but that's <laughs> that those singles taps and doing rapid fire single tapping really good. And I think this is going to be pretty much as good, even though I think it is a little bouncier. Um, but I could see it this being awesome for that. I ah, we'll see. We'll see what the bullet speed is. Um, actually, I wonder if they have that up on the wiki yet. Was it MK74? Uh, MK47. Yeah. It's, it's so yeah, it is, it is up on the wiki. Yeah. And, but uh, here's the other thing though, is that I used it. So I've been, I've gotten some time with this gun now. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that it is better than it looks. Oh. Yeah. So... So let's go into why that is. So first of all, it has a hit damage of 49, which if I'm not mistaken, it is pretty much the same Whoa. damage as the AK. Okay. Um, yep, the AK is. might, it's like within one damage of the I, AK it might, base. Yeah, AK might be 48. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's but, mm -hmm. it, functionally, it's the same amount of damage as an AK. However, 
It has a faster bullet speed of 780 meters per second. 780? And yeah, 780. Okay. That's correct. And which which still makes it slower than the 556 rifles, but it's a pretty decent speed for 762. And it it definitely handles better tapping than the AK does. And it is definitely more accurate at range than the AK is. Mm. So, you know, make no mistake, this this is definitely a better weapon to use when you're single tapping at range. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, this thing gets owned by an SLR. Like, right, right. I, I would I would favor an SLR over this pretty much all day, every day. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so the the question for me, really looking at this gun, was where do you use it? Like, what's what's the ideal use case for this gun? And I was having a really hard time visualizing it. But then I started to play with it, and what I realized is that this gun is all about burst mode. Really, uh, it's all about the burst. And the trick with this is that it's devastating at like 3x scope range. Hmm. So what you can do with this gun is it's really good for, for example, those scenarios when you like, maybe you're having a behind a tree face off or something like that. And there's someone who's like 100 meters away or maybe even 50 meters away. And you're doing this kind of leaning, peeking, quick tapping kind of fight. And the amazing thing about this gun is that if you can control, if you have any amount of vertical recoil control, Mm -hmm. you can often just land like two quick shots with it right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can even like two burst or two, just like like one, one burst, which is two bullets. Right. Okay. And so what this gun makes it pretty easy to do is. For example, you might hit them in the chest and the head, right? Or, or even if you get two chest shots, it it's happening a lot faster than if you had to tap out each one of those shots individually. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little wily. Of course, you, you need to practice and you need to get your recoil control going down. But it's very easy to two-tap someone. And when I say that, I mean you click twice, shoot mm-hmm. four bullets, and those four bullets are usually enough to down someone. Yeah, I would think. And so this is what I was finding was that I was playing a lot of Sandhawk today. And Sandhawk's a really great map for the 3X scope. A lot of your fights are in the 50 meters to 100 meter range. And I, I got a number of kills with this gun that were just like that. I was like leaning trees. I was just tapping people out. Mm-hmm. And it was so satisfying. Nice. And so that that's what I'm thinking about for this weapon. And I think that your your comparison with the M16 is a really good one. Okay. Yeah. But that double... Because the thing is, here's the thing. You're not going to be trying to burst mode people at range with the M16. That's kind of a ludicrous mm-hmm. idea. It's, yeah. It's just not going to work. But this gun, you can do it. Mm-hmm. So, really i don't know yes. really like how like more than 100 meters though 
I mean, it depends on how good you are. Yeah. But especially if the person is still and standing upright, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they're I'm, running okay. left, if they're running left to right, the burst mode's doing you no favors, right? If if they're going sideways to you, it's going to be really hard. Okay. So I I tried this out in the training map today, and I was just practicing the single tap recoil control and clicking as fast as I could. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning a I could get a lot better at that in general. <laughs> oh yeah, but like it's really it's, hard. It's not hard to get a rhythm. I can't click as fast as really good people, but I can probably get like six or seven bullets, probably about six bullets a second out of it. Mm. And it's not that hard to control the recoil on this thing. I didn't I didn't try the burst mode a lot. And so, because I watched some other people do it, and it looked like the delay after the burst is a little longer. And so you end up, like you you do a burst and the let's say the gap between the two bullets and the burst are not the same as the gap between the burst themselves and yes so i'm just thinking if you wanted to single tap on burst mode really quickly the recoil is going to be really weird you know you're going to have mm-hmm. like bullets kind of you're going to be recoiling for the burst right not within yeah. the burst right it, yeah. it, or, i don't know i don't know how well, that really no, pans you can out. Yeah. Here's the thing, you can actually. You've you just can do it within, it. but it's not the same rate as doing it between. And so yeah. if you're doing it really fast and you're actually trying to get the bullet to land in the same spot, you're, the amount that you're dragging your mouse down, the speed is constantly changing depending on whether or not you're within the burst or between the burst. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. And it, it does require some skill and some getting used to. Mm-hmm. But the the Good news is that it mitigates some of the the issue because the DPS is a lot higher than single tapping, right? So even if you have to wait a little longer for it to come to rest, mm-hmm. it's like ba-da, ba-da, right? Instead of mm-hmm. ba-ba-ba-ba, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it has a rhythm to it and you kind of, you start to feel it. It's, it's hard to describe it, but once you get some muscle memory with it, it starts to make more sense. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm I'm not saying, I mean, I think there are zero people in the world who are going to call this weapon OP. Okay. <laughs> and I yeah. think that it's, I think that it's destined to join the barrel as being one of the least popular weapons in PUBG, hmm. which is, we should talk more about the barrel, but God, that thing on is a, on a different episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna say the jury is kind of out on this until we get some more mileage, and that it's. I suspect that if you're a fast single tapper, you might be better off on the single mode for most situations, unless you're really close. Even if you're really close, actually, I think that you can actually tap it single fire mode faster than in double tap than in the burst mode. Hmm. Um, but. It just depends on how fast of a clicker you are. Most of us will probably do better in the in the um, burst mode. But my my thesis is that there are better weapons for single tapping, mm-hmm. and that there are better weapons at range. And so, I think that the burst mode. I think if you're not interested in mastering the burst mode, I don't think there is a compelling reason to favor mm. this gun. Okay. Yeah, but. That's that's my opinion. So mm-hmm. yeah, I look forward, Robin, to hearing your 
reflections upon getting more use out of it. Right. No, I I, I want to put some time into it this week and yeah, try out the burst mode a bit more and yeah, just kind of see. It's also I haven't felt compelled to master single tapping with a lot of guns because I feel like with the SKS, forget it. Like the recoil on that <laughs> yeah, is insane. You know, at range, yeah. no way. Um, same. I mean, the SLR maybe, but same kind of thing there. The mini is the only thing I can think about it being worth it with, and the M16 are the only two guns I can think of as like really good single tappers. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then if you have an AR, you might as well go on auto, unless you have an AK or the barrel. Which those guns, frankly, that you might be better off single tapping right most of the time yeah in in some cases yeah <laughs> for sure but yeah so i don't know this could i definitely see this as like my favorite 762 rifle at the moment we'll see oh really okay yes yes cuz the barrel's kind of as we said it's very hard to control mm. ak also and i don't like single tapping with it and so that just leaves this um unless you're doing the dp which is you know it's got its place but <laughs> somewhere like all the attachment <laughs> slots on this thing yeah um plus it's got the 30 round magazine by default 20 round by default oh is it yeah yep oh shit oh that but that that's still things. you know that's still better than than those dmrs that ship with 10 but this is an ar man i know it's an ar with 20 bullets that's bullshit yep ex- extended mag gets it up to 30 yeah okay I'm a little <laughs> less stoked about it now. Okay, you know, well, if you can't mm-hmm. kill them with twenty bullets, I you know I don't. But know squads, man. Yeah, yeah, maybe not the best, not the best close to mid range weapon for squads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have a full auto weapon in your arsenal. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. Well, we That's we will return. Gun. Yeah, we'll return to the mutant when we have more to report on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the training rounds, Robin. How have you found those? I finally got around to playing them today for not even an hour, and it was really fun. Um, I figured out where the motorcycles are, and oh. went on some joy rides. And I, I need to still figure that out. Okay, it's you know, there's like a racetrack on yeah. the kind of northwest part. There's a garage there that has only two motorcycles in it. And that's the mm, only two motorcycles okay. I know of on the whole map. So that's kind of unfortunate. Um, there's like countless scooters on this map. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's Which, also I'll two tell you three what, wild bikes. Mm-hmm. Get, taking one of those scooters all the way through the loop-the-loop is harder than it looks. Dude, I tried, I think, like six to eight times. <laughs> Me too. And I have yet to succeed. <laughs> Me too. I have too. yet to succeed on any two-wheeled vehicle. In fact, <laughs> I have yet to succeed at all because I haven't even tried it in a car yet. I just tried yeah. it. I wanted to do it on the bikes and yeah, it's weird. So I noticed on the racetrack, there's a lot of like high speed parts of the track, quote unquote, that have this really high angle to them. Like they're they're ang- like sloped, right? Because so, if you're going really fast and you're taking a sharp turn, you're going to slide off the road, but not if the course is angled, like a racetrack, like NASCAR, right? But... It looks cool when you're in a car, but when you're on the bike, the bike actually maintains its like gravitationally vertical position, not its say momentum vertical, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. And it looks awkward. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it doesn't feel very fun to like speed around the track when your bike like doesn't actually change 
its its angle. So just a note. It'd be cool. Yeah. I didn't notice that about the bike before. That when you turn, there actually isn't any leaning involved, which is like really fundamental to riding a motorcycle. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's true. It's part of what explains the strange motorcycle behavior. Like a classic thing that you can do in real life is if you lean hard enough and you skid your motorcycle, it, you know, it tilts and the wheels dig into the grass, right? Or the ground. Mm. And mm-hmm. that's like a really fundamental part of, you know, motorcycle action, mm-hmm. which you don't really get in this game. Not yeah. yet. So anyway, physics aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but, but what? I don't know, man. How are you feeling about the training grounds? Like, are you stoked on it? Did it deliver was, on your expectations? I was really stoked about it when it first came out and didn't have time to play it. And then when I got to play it today... I wasn't as stoked for some reason before I started. I think I was just low energy. And then it was really fun when I got in there. I just loved having the space to try all the guns. Um, it was a perfect way for me to try out the new weapon so that I could talk about it in the podcast. And also I practiced my single tapping quite a bit, which I felt like I improved at like noticeably throughout mm, just like mm-hmm. 10 minutes of practice. So being able to do that, that's huge. Like this is... I, I'm not stoked about the way the shooting, we said this before that we were hoping that the shooting exercises that are there might have some kind of a start button or some way to to score yourself, right? Oh, Which yeah. I think would be really hard because there's multiple people in the environment and you're not going to know who's shooting what. I mean, the game could be smart enough to do that, but it just isn't really like PUBG level software, to be honest. <laughs> um, and... So I'm a little disappointed that there's not... Basically, it's you're going to subjectively judge yourself, right? Like, oh, I shot the targets faster this time. Or maybe you can time yourself with different exercises. Um, but that's the best you're going to do. Um, there's a lot of... I've been trying to find games that work on aim and work on measuring it because I'm interested in you know doing neurological experiments on myself to see what improves my own aim. <laughs> More on that later in a future episode, maybe. And, um, yeah, so I wish it was more measurable. It's at least a way to get in and try things out. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. How about you, man? Well, yeah, I, so I spent about an hour in there today Mm -hmm. and I actually, okay. So the, first of all, the map is really sweet. The layout's really cool. There's more than enough stuff for you to do in there and they have you know they have i mean the kind of things that you would imagine they would have like a couple shooting ranges there's a 400 meter range there's an 800 meter range there are some of your like more kind of traditional like small time shooting ranges like you'd see in your local town where you can you know shoot pistols like 50 meters and stuff like that Mm mm-hmm so there's all of that stuff, and that's cool. And, of course, it's chock full of attachments and guns. and am- I mean, you can just – any item, gun, thing in the game you can get. The only exception are smoke grenades and stun grenades because mm. people are just getting too trolly with them. I didn't so, notice that, but that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you can practice your nades and your molotovs. I so. do appreciate – what they've been doing to make this kind of a troll proof zone 
Um, I know in the test server, the tires were poppable on vehicles, and they're yeah. indestructible now. And and vehicles yeah. also, they get down to zero health, but don't blow up. Totally. So that's yeah. awesome. And you you can go down to one health, mm-hmm. but you can't go below that. Mm-hmm. So so all of that's cool. Um, but then they've included some extra cool stuff, like there's a like there's a climbable. It's like a pyramid made of boxes. Should you? I don't. I don't really know why they have that. Maybe practicing. Yeah, I saw that too. I wasn't really sure. Yeah, but there's also there's like a couple of small cities erected, or like little villages that are designed to give you like a more of an urban combat feel. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things about this. So I was originally skeptical when they released this to discover that it's a multiplayer thing, you know, because I was expecting it to be like just something that loads on your client and you're alone in it and you just do what you want. Mm -hmm. I was also thinking it might be cool to be able to load in in a squad with your friends and then do what you want. Can we do that? No, that's not possible. So right now you just load in as a solo player with a handful of other solo players and you all Uh just kind of do your thing anarchically. I guess now, you can like get on the Discord and like try to join at the same time and maybe get on the same Yeah, yeah, maybe. But, maybe. Yeah. So but I ended up really liking this format and the reason for that is that it gives you the opportunity to practice combat against strangers. Mm-hmm. And I I've logged into it probably 3 or 4 times now and I've always found at least one player that wants to do this. So it's it's really cool because it gives you the chance to just again and again and again, you know, you, you pick someone and you guys just have a scenario. Like, for example, there are these long, it's hard to describe them. They're like these long trestle tables with pillars coming out of them. And they're about waist height. And they run down the the center of the spawn area where you where you load in. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and they're just like a really good height for practicing wall fighting. And so what was happening was, you know, this this player and I, we just kind of organically ended up trading bullets. They were behind their row, and I was behind mine, and we were like popping up and trying to headshot each other, and you know, kind of crouching down to the end and trying to get that kind of lean in angle on each other. And it's so cool to be able to get sustained practice on stuff like this. And so that was one of the unexpected standouts for me of this training grounds is that you get to simulate real combat and you you get to, you know, in game, it's like, you get in real combat, you make one mistake, you're dead. And maybe you have to wait like 15 minutes before you get to practice again. Mm-hmm. And for this, it was like I got to do that whole like leaning around corners, spraying, trying to outflank someone, trying to outsmart them. Mm-hmm. I got to do that for like sustained amounts of time. And it was really cool. Yeah. It was really great. Wow. That sounds and, fun. I didn't really do much of that. I did practice my spray control on people, but they were just kind of like not a, paying attention to me. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's if you you can usually like 
you can kind of tool around and shoot at some people until someone shoots back at you. Mm -hmm. And if you start bringing the fight and the bob and the weave and stuff, like you'll you'll probably find someone else who's into playing that game with you, at least for mm -hmm. a while. Anyway, yeah, I definitely recommend the training grounds. I, yeah, I also practice my spray a lot. I was working on my Forex spray, which is mm. something that I'm almost never brave enough to do mm -hmm. in the regular game. So Yeah, that's a good point, man. I, I never really practiced that either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so get in there and work on your skills. Lord knows we all need it. Mm -hmm. Cool, man. What's next on the list here? Got a laser sight. Yeah. Uh, so I would be kind of excited about it if it didn't take up the bottom rail. But let's get yeah. into the basics first. It's a green yeah. laser sight. You put it on the bottom rail, and it's supposed to increase uh, hip firing and soft aiming accuracy, which is right. cool because those modes of aiming, especially hip fire, totally suck. Suck. Right? Yeah. Um, my mouse binding doesn't really allow me to use soft aim that well and so mm. i probably won't use this thing at all but <laughs> i yeah. might we'll see um on pistols it's worth it because yeah but none of them have a lower rail do they no but it fits all of them oh does it sure yep oh i didn't know that okay so yep. that that's that's value added yep so this mm. i think that's my one use case because anything else i'm gonna want a grip right yeah i would agree well, that, wait. What about the the crazy new AK gun? I'm the MK forty seven. No, um, the barrel. The barrel. Thank you. Hmm. It might have a home on the barrel for hip fire for like close range shit. Oh man, no. I I feel like you, you especially want to grip on that weapon. Otherwise, it just rides. I'm just you. thinking like like treat it like a shotgun. Yeah. Fair you know? enough. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm still not feeling it, but I see your mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I... Okay, so I think it's great that they have a laser sight in this game. I kind of wish that it was a barrel attachment and not a rail attachment. And... Whoa, okay. Yeah, and I, I don't know. The reason for that is I just think that, like, I personally find the grips to be more crucial to how your weapon performs than like for example the compensator mm -hmm. and so and i and i think i like how the grips allow you to customize the behavior of the weapon whereas like a compensator or a silencer like they just do one thing and that's it right mm -hmm. so i personally that's where i would have liked to have seen this but um yeah, I think it's a little bit unfortunate. I think they could have done more with this because really, like, for any of us sweaty, serious players, we're pretty much immediately going to go for the weapon that we can put a sight on, like a red dot, for example. Mm -hmm. And once you're ADS, as far as I know, the laser sight does nothing for you. Hmm. So I think that it's it's, like, how... How many guns are there in the game that have a lower rail that you're like that you can't ADS with or that you're not going to end up ADSing with? I, I'm not sure right. if there are any apart from the pistols, right? Yeah, 
That's that's exactly what I was thinking. It'd be cool yeah. on a shotgun, but yeah. it doesn't fit any of them. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, if you could put this on a Tommy gun, I'd be in, right? Exactly. Yep. But, you know, as Which soon as you're getting you can, into, It's like, weird, because you can put a grip on the Tommy, but it doesn't actually have a lower rail, so it's kind of awkward. Yeah, you, it is. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I mean, I guess, okay. For clarity's sake, I haven't actually tried to put this on the Tommy, so... I maybe, doubt maybe, it fits. Maybe it goes on, but I don't think it does. I have a list here on the wiki. It says Vector, Aug, Barrel, M416, MK47... Um, mutant, the QBZ, ScarL, and SKS. So mm, okay, yep, yeah. So every one of those weapons, you're basically going to want to slap a red dot on it and a grip as soon as possible. And mm. oh, the ump too. Sorry, besides the right. pistols. Yeah, yeah. I, either a red dot or another sight, and that's going to completely negate the need for it. So I, I don't know. It's like great. If it's the early game and you find one of these and you happen to put it on your weapon until you get a sight, maybe. But mm-hmm. I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical on it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. All right. So moving on, um, another thing is they've brought back the in-game marker system, which they famously mm. took out very quickly mm-hmm. after they first put it in. Mm-hmm. Now. You know, we we bitched at length about how they took this out. Yep. And I'm glad that it's back. They uh, apparently, yeah. You know, they've apparently improved it. <laughs> I wouldn't say they improved it. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Tell me your thoughts on it. Well, the way it works, right, is you alt right click anywhere that you're looking, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. I don't believe it puts anything new on the map. It just marks the compass with this kind of like hazy color, whatever your color is. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. I guess that's pretty cool. It does most of the things I want. It just doesn't, it doesn't put the pin in the real world. Yeah. And so I was hoping, I liked that level of specificity that you could Mm -hmm. provide with the in-world marker. And this is more, it's more of a heading marker is the best way to put it. Because now... When two people are looking at things from two different angles, as long as one of them marks it, then both people can look at the same place. Yeah, which that's a is good a good. Point. It's a good thing. It's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, because now you um, don't have to like triangulate your position with that position yep. and estimate. Right. Yep. So I'm happy. I when I fr- when we first started talking about this, I was like, "Who cares?" But no, I'm actually pretty happy about that. Um, I think it's a good compromise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I I agree with you. I would have liked to have played more with it the way it was drawn up initially. Mm-hmm. And to get a deeper sense of what was actually working and not working. Mm-hmm. I I thought they yanked it too quickly and I agree that this seems like a very tame version of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe it was tested heavily and maybe people who are more experienced and more influential in the game than I had some really constructive feedback around it. But I I would have liked to have had the whole community have a chance to really get used to it and to to really put it through its paces. Mm -hmm. This this doesn't seem like a perfect solution to me. Yeah, but I look forward to trying it out. Yeah. With squads.
All right, man. Let's jump into Black Ops 4. Are you ready for that? Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. do it, man. I so am we stoked. just The Xbox folks out there have gotten a chance to play the new Blackout mode, and I've been eating up all the videos they've been putting out. Not all of them. I've probably only watched like an hour of it, but it looks pretty awesome. And the, the initial reports on it, it everyone's kind of like happily surprised, it seems like, with it. And so... It, you know, if you haven't played Black Ops before or any of the Call of Duty games, they're just really polished, fast first-person shooters. And when I say polished, I mean the gunplay is good. Your bullets go pretty much where you aim them. That's pretty reliable. The movement is smooth and natural. And we'll probably get into some more details on that in a second. Um, and that's something we see games like PUBG really struggle with, right? It's like, took them a while to come out with the vaulting system, which actually works pretty well. Um, but like parachuting is still a thing. And getting into and out of vehicles is still a thing. Um, it's just, there's some unnatural parts about PUBG still that this, you know, Call of Duty games, they've had these games going out for so long, so much experience. They've solved these problems long ago. And um, so I'm happy to see a very experienced studio putting out a game that ultimately looks really similar to what we see with PUBG, um, just with that Black Ops twist to it. So mm. I kind of no. made a huge list, Arjuna, of like things I observed that I want to just kind of quickly go over. But um, yeah, what's your initial thoughts here? Yeah, well, I, I just wanted to jump in on what you are saying before in that I think Black Ops already looks more polished than PUBG looks. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to emphasize looks because I, I'm not actually sure about the state of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it clearly does already look like a AAA title. And it's just little things like, you know, screen sway and, and how it looks when you get damaged and just some very, very basic elements of the game. Mm-hmm. look really good mm-hmm. so um yeah i i'm this is the first like PUBG killer in quotes that i've seen that i'm really excited to play yeah so Great. but yeah lead us through some of the attractions robin okay um and no particular order <laughs> there's a few <laughs> categories here wingsuits really cool way to handle the dropping problem it also looks like instead of dropping out of a solo vehicle you're dropping out of multiple helicopters Mm. that are Mm -hmm. that are flying in unison across the map so and they're kind of like spread out a little bit but in a cluster right Mm -hmm. so the wingsuit thing i haven't seen a lot of drops but it looks like you could go most anywhere you would want from the flight path is my guess Mm. Um, but I, I haven't really confirmed that by watching enough, but my impression is that you're going to be able to get the most places. Um, another really cool thing about the wingsuits, Arjuna, is you keep them, right? Like, so if you go to the top of a tower in the game and jump off of it, you'll be able to use your wingsuit to get back down. Oh, right. So like you can do base jumping. I'm guessing that there's like a minimum height you have to jump from to like make them actually work. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just jump off of a 20 foot roof and then like not take any damage. You probably have to get above 50 feet or something. I have no idea, but yeah. that's how it works in real life. Maybe that's how it works in the game. I'm not really sure. 
I love how like one thing that I really see them introducing here is that they've got a number of different ways of getting around mm. and they all seem dynamic and they seem like they're going to create really interesting combat scenarios. So the yes. wingsuit is just one example of that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I have some notes on vehicles. Um, I'll get to you in a minute, but I've just noticed the pace of the game, the, like the little like actions that are boring but you have to do to make a game interesting like health healthing yourself up a lot faster in this game mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. like on average i'd say it's twice as fast if not a little bit faster and i've i see there's three different types of meds that i've observed so far and basically the way the health system works is a little strange you start out at 150 percent health that's represented by six bars so um, each bar is 25%. And there's like a bandage type thing called a first aid that gives you 25% and only takes about a second and a half to use. So if you wanted to health up with just bandages up to, say, a full 150, I guess that would be nine seconds, right? Which isn't that bad. When you consider in PUBG, if you're at 10% health and you need to use... Um, I guess you'd only use 6.5 to get up to 75% health because it caps out. Four seconds, right? For each one. Uh-oh, doing math. Four sec. It's 24 seconds. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> to get intense. up to 75, right? Whereas with this, it's nine. So love that. Where you're not just camping out behind a rock, like saying your prayers. Um, and you could use, this is like a small enough time scale that you can use them in battle. Like you take a quick peek behind a rock, you hit one really fast, you jump out, throw a couple more bursts, take another one. Um, it's. I think we're going to see a much more like kind of dynamic play style with this, the way these meds work. Yeah. You can get up to 200% health by getting, I don't know, maybe armor. I don't know. There's <laughs> some way you could do it. Yeah. But, um, and that all adds up to a really long time to kill i've noticed like people will Mm. just be like mowing into each other like almost like through a full magazine before they get a kill um (laughs) when people have armor and and full health so i'm i'm a huge fan of that because i that's something i miss about games like halo is the health was pretty high and the players were pretty agile so you'd end up with these really long one-on-one fights. even And it's not the same kind of one-on-one. In PUBG, you're really conservative. You're using cover. In this game, we're going to see a lot of like squirrely, you know, agile fights that are going to take a second. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that play style a lot. Yeah. So next on the list, the blackout list. The blackout list. It, the blackout list. Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> So, um, the scrolling system, or not the scrolling system, the loot system oh, is yeah. a little awkward right now. It now, granted, this m- yeah. this might be just the PS4 iteration of it, um, where if you go open up someone's backpack and see what's inside, you'll see, basically, it's a horizontal list of things. And you can only see three items at a time, and you scroll rightwards through it. So you'll see an item, and then you either pick it up or you don't. If you don't, you can scroll right, and 
you can always see three at a time. So the thing in the middle is the thing you can equip or grab. And the things on the sides are like left and right items in the list, like previous, next. And that's fine. But the, the problem is if you want to loot someone quick and scan quickly, let's say it's end game, you're just looking for a particular med item. You just want to see all the items and you can visually scan them all and gra- grab the thing you want. Right. So yeah. this doesn't allow that. You have to scroll through the whole thing, um, which is probably fairly fast, but I kind of ho- I hope that it's a little different on the PC. Yeah. And that yeah. is cumbersome for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure I'm almost sure it will be. I don't it'd be pretty silly dis- design decision on their part if they didn't. Yeah. But we'll see what they do. Next up, grappling guns. Holy shit. Oh, These stoked about it. These things are so cool. Yeah. So if you pick one up, it has five uses in it. And you can use it to get along the ground. You can use it to get up onto top of buildings. You can use it to get into, like, second-story windows. Um, I'm kind of curious. Like, I'm sure we'll get pretty creative. I'm wondering if we'll be able to use them to attach ourselves to cars that are moving. Oh, yeah. Like, wouldn't that be be badass? Where, like, someone's driving by, Mm -hmm. and you grappling gun to them and, like, shotgun them in the face. Like... (laughs) Yeah, or like <laughs> grapple onto a helicopter. Oh, dude. That'd be amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. that sounds awesome. Or you could go water skiing if you grapple onto a boat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder if you'll be able to grapple someone towards you, you know, like you can do in uh, T World. Whoa. Or that's like reptile in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, man. Come here. <laughs> no, <laughs> Get wait. over here. That was, uh, no, that was. Um, scorpion scorpion yeah oh shoot yeah yeah you know, yep. same idea i always mix them up um <laughs> uh, it's funny they like reuse the character model for like four people in that i game know and just change their colors <laughs> what the hell man what the heck <laughs> they ran out of time um so i saw doc play blackout and i saw him play with vis actually i was watching vis not doc for this one and vis did this cool thing where doc had gone down before behind a rock about 50 feet away and he grappled the rock that doc was at from 50 feet and just grappled along the ground to get to him super fast and revived him um yeah very very cool so like think about how quickly you could pull a flank on people like you're on one side of a building and you want to get to the other side like two or three grapples to get over there and then like if let's say you leave your squad mate on the side you came from, like, whoa. Whoa. So many yeah. possibilities. Well, like, I was watching Shroud play and he had this scenario where there was someone behind a rock that was, yeah, it was probably about fifty feet away. And he lands a shot on them and they duck behind the rock and they're probably medding. And he just like grapples onto the rock and just like <laughs> like the top of the rock and just owns them, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was crazy dude it was great mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. oh dude there's gonna be so much shit like that it's gonna be awesome yeah i'm i'm stoked um yeah. twitch clips another is crash anyway yeah. okay <laughs> so yeah what's another next? piece of equipment is a barricade which i've only seen i haven't actually seen it used i just know it exists <laughs> okay which considering how agile you are in this game like it it doesn't seem as useful as you would think. Um, so 
I don't know. It's just a it's like a big steel wall that's about as high as a person, and then in the middle it has a gap so that it's about as high as crouching, and it's maybe seven or eight feet wide. Hmm. So yeah. Okay. Kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I could see it being more useful in like a team deathmatch situation. Yeah. Erectable but, cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's care packages. I don't know what's in them, but there's RC cars in this mode. So I'm assuming you can get stuff like that. Just kind of like classic kill streak stuff. Mm. But I wonder, because that could be really OP, right? Like if you get a predator missile, I don't, I don't, you probably don't know what that is. A predator missile is, it's a missile that when you um, initiate it, your camera, you look into a computer screen and you have the view from the nose of the missile that has presumably been launched from like a drone or something overhead. And you can aim the missile wherever you want to take oh, people out. Damn. And people, people are outlined with a red square usually to show where the enemies are. And so it's like really easy to find people and to end the missile at them. And it takes like three seconds, right? Wow. And so very yeah, powerful. That... I'm not sure if we'll see that kind of thing or if it's going to be more the like drive around an RC car with a camera and C4 on it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a fun mini game though, provided they don't move too quickly. It's almost like, mm-hmm. like Rainbow Six meets Battle Royale. Something like mm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just like, what's your recourse if you have a predator missile coming at you? Like the the only thing I can think of is like take cover inside of a building or grappling hook out of the way at the last second. <laughs> mm, that's a good point. It would be cool yeah. if they move slowly enough that you could actually attempt to shoot them down. Mm, you know, yeah. That, or that if there were some sweet. kind of countermeasure that was somewhat common. Yeah, like chaff. Yeah, or I guess they could just really decrease the damage that they do, because mm. historically the predator missile could take out. It's like a fifteen foot kill radius. Damn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a grenade <laughs> or something. Yeah. If it was just like yeah, a grenade and grenades look pretty weak in this yeah, game, by the do. way. God, so much to cover. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, sensor darts. Another weird thing you can pick up. Have you seen these yet? No. Okay, so it's a little dart gun, like a pistol, and you can shoot it near somebody or just anywhere you want, and it'll bring up a radar in that area that shows up on your map. Of It's about a 50-foot radius, and it'll show enemy movement in that radius every two to three seconds. And Whoa, I'm not sure if it's nice. just movement or like enemy players, if they're sitting still, will show up as well, but it's pretty handy. So if you want to, like, like they're at a rock and you want to, or you're like at a building, you just shoot the building and you can track their movements um, for a f- some amount of time. I'm not sure how long. <laughs> Probably, I would think it'd be like 15 seconds or something. Yeah, that's rad. Mm-hmm. Again, it's mm-hmm. the kind of thing that you just, you can't do in PUBG. So I love the strategic mm-hmm. implications of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a special flashbang grenade um, that's... Sh- flashes nine times it's like three triple burst so like pop 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 yep it actually the first time i saw one go off i thought like i saw the visual effect of the flash but it sounded like someone was firing a weapon at them at shroud in this case and it was just this flashbang going off so they are very cool okay Um, get a little more mileage out of your flashbangs 
which I'm wondering the multiple flash thing, I don't really know how to use that, right? Except it'd be cool if it if it rolled, right? So like you could roll it down a hallway oh. or throw it and it has some momentum and the flash would actually go through like multiple doorways, right? That is a cool so, idea. Stuff like that. I, <coughs> I, I just like the idea that you can, it's not just one moment that can flash you, you know, like you can get flashed over the course of a couple of seconds. And I, right. I like that yes. idea. Just yep. makes them a bit more effective. Tr- yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. All right. How about these abilities? So that's all the like new items and stuff I've noticed. Um, some abilities. These are things that you can pick up and they I think they look like gray boxes or something. Um, there's three of them that I know of. You can cast two of them. You can have two of them active at a time and they last about three minutes. And they only take like two seconds to cast. So again, with the pace of like applying things is really good here. Uh, one of them's called paranoia. Have no idea what it does. One of them is called awareness. I have no idea what it does. One of them is called looter. No fucking idea. <laughs> All right. But there's these abilities. Um, looter might make looting more quick. I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe it, it makes like loot visible through walls or something like that. Oh, sure. Yeah. That would be cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> Paranoia and awareness both sound like there might be some kind of visual tweak. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I would think paranoia might be an audio boost, and then maybe awareness. I don't know. <laughs> Par- maybe that's a visual boost. Like, paranoia. Yeah. Paranoia gives you like one of those cop senses in any vehicle that you get into. <laughs> oh, like the like tells you, you if there's yeah you know those boxes that people have that ostensibly tell you it, they i don't know what they do they pick up cop radio chats or are they they like track cops mm-hmm. yeah yeah. i don't, I don't know pick if that stuff radio. actually works but i think they do i mean enough people use them i think it just picks up radio traffic mm, okay. it'll like yeah it's yeah. like a really dumb radio like that just picks up all channels and tells you if there's activity but maybe it's honed in on police channel frequencies or something yeah so um, right. so, so that's abilities. Vehicles. Yeah, we've got the ATV, which is very fast. I said it's a zippy, but not tippy. Okay. So okay. it's really like just quick. I noticed that there's animations for getting on and off the vehicle, which sounds stupid to mention, but just imagine in PUBG when you get on a motorcycle, what happens? You walk up to it, and <laughs> you hit a button, and then you're just you on just the bike. Walk onto right? it. And that's true for all the vehicles in PUBG. You walk up to them, you hit a button, and you're just in the seat, right? They talked about adding animations, and I bet they're probably working on it. But, you know, if you're trying to shoot somebody, like, like you always wait for someone to get in the boat when you want to get a headshot. Yeah. And, like, in this game, I'm not sure how the other vehicles work. I've only observed the um, ATV. But mm-hmm. in that case, there is an animated mounting and dismounting. Hopefully they have it for all of them so that you can yeah. just kind of like, you know, keep firing at people and they're not teleporting on you. It would be good farm for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about the helicopters. I've wanted flying vehicles in PUBG forever. And mm-hmm. so this is something that I'm really stoked. And just like mm-hmm. I was uh I was playing with Dixie earlier today and 
We were just talking about how, like, when you land your first sniper kill on a moving helicopter, it's going to feel so good. Yes. So, yes. I just, I don't know. As soon as you have helicopters, it just adds, it lends to all kinds of cinematic craziness, which I'm really stoked to imagine. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm there with you. It's kind of, we're, we're seeing a really beautiful merging of the kind of Call of Duty polish and and then the mode from PUBG and there's a lot of stuff that's coming at this that that Call of Duty hasn't done before like these types of vehicles you never see in a Call of Duty game and so it's reminding me of Battlefield a little bit it's kind of like a lot of my favorite things coming together um so I'm super optimistic about it and um yeah so other vehicles the there's a flatbed which you would think would be pretty slow to accelerate. It's not. It's actually, it, it moves. Um, it doesn't have a high top speed, but I saw some people driving it and it looked like it just like, if you need to get out of somewhere kind of quick, it would do so. Yeah. There's helicopters, like you said. One Go of the ahead. cool things about the flatbed is that the people in the bed can actually move freely. Yes. Which is right. really cool. Right. Like in their trailer for this mode, they had somebody lying like prone in the in the flatbed as the truck was moving. Yeah. And then there's like other players in the back standing up and shooting. So game changer. Oh, squads, squads are going to be so fun. Oh yeah. And this, mm-hmm. I haven't seen any boat action yet, but there are boats. Okay. Let's talk about gunplay. So it's been a while since I've played a call of duty game and I couldn't really remember the way the recoil worked. Um, frankly, like the re- the range of the games has been short enough that you don't have to have a lot of recoil control. It felt like to me, but watching people play, and in particular, I remember Shroud saying that like one of the guns was hard to control, at, and he was at a pretty close range when he was trying to use it, and I was actually really happy to hear that, because I wasn't sure if these guns would be kind of like easy, mm, um, yeah. based on what I've seen with Call of Duty, and so it looks like they have a good gunplay recoil system there. Um, I was wondering if we would see hit scan or projectile bullets before this came out because Call of Duty is traditionally a hitscan game like Counter-Strike or Rainbow Six and but it's projectiles like PUBG so when you shoot a bullet it actually has travel time and it'll have bullet drop and bullet speed and all of those things that like make it interesting to shoot things at range so that's really good news yep yeah I personally really like the projectile model Mm mm-hmm it's very CPU heavy, I think, mm, is one okay. of the drawbacks and, and kind of performance heavy. Yeah. Uh, hence why I, one of the reasons you can run Counter-Strike at, well, there's a lot of reasons, but you can run the <laughs> game at like 250 frames a second, you know, like, yeah, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot more that goes into projectile bullets, but it's worth the cost now that we have fucking awesome computers. So um, hopefully it's easy on the consoles, meaning like performance wise, it doesn't trash them. The bolt action of the sniper rifles I've noticed is really quick compared to PUBG. So when you shoot a bullet, chambering the next round is like half the time, half the speed, hmm. um, okay. not half the speed, twice the speed. So that's cool. Really fluid sniping in that case. Wow. So those are going to be pretty devastating. We'll see. I I don't. I haven't seen anything that's like arm level damage. Like mm, I think you're still okay. gonna have to land a couple hits or land a headshot. Yeah. 
And also, it looked like it was pretty hard to land shots at range. And I'm not sure if there were some ac- like misalignment issues with the sights, but there was at least one case where I watched someone line up a shot that looked dead on on a still target and let the bullet fly and it didn't land a hit. So mm. there might be some some things to be worked out there. Sniping might be a little tricky. We'll see. Um, tracers come out of your barrel for auto and sniper, and they're really obvious, and it's it offers good feedback if your sight's kind of bouncing around, mm. seeing where your bullets land, Yeah, which is cool. I, I and, really like that myself. Mm-hmm, me too. Yeah. I'm not sure if you can see tracers from other people's guns. I didn't have enough time to, like, observe that, but... That would be an interesting element. I know you can in Islands of Nine, yeah. which made it it made it a lot easier to identify where a battle was happening and um, kind of where like what the parts of the battle were, which was cool. I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I kind of like the having to get closer to figure things out and observe the players to to get that kind of information, but. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. I also, mm-hmm. I've found in Islands of Nine, that especially in squad battles, it could actually get quite busy, like visually busy with all the different traces happening. Mm. And that could actually confuse things. And I didn't like yeah. that. So I feel like it would have to be implemented mm-hmm. properly. It, it also changes the calculus of taking pot shots at people. Yeah. Because not true. only are you making sound, but you're giving a visual cue for where you're at. Yeah. So we'll see see what the meta is there, if you can see other people's tracers or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, one other big gunplay question I have that I haven't answered yet is whether the bullets come out of the barrel or whether they come out of your scope. Oh, yes. It's, yes. Right? And I, I, I sure hope R6. it's the scope. Me too. Yeah. Oh, I really do. Yeah. Yeah, I love that in Rainbow Six where... It literally the bullet is exactly where your reticle is, yeah. right? So there, if there's if you're pointing at a wall, it hit the wall. If you're aiming half a centimeter above the wall and you're right next to the wall and you're trying to hit something past it, your bullet's going to go over it. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Um, it's just it's never one second of my guessing. least favorite things yep. about PUBG is how they handle that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Agreed. Um, so that's an unanswered question. And then last thing I have here is the zombies, which is going to be a total wild card. Apparently, they're kind of location specific. Like there's a couple of different places that they spawn. Um, And then I think you can summon them anywhere if you have this little like monkey distraction device. Hmm. Okay. it's, It's something we've seen in zombie mode in previous Call of Duties where it's a little monkey toy that smashes symbols together. And, like, it's a tactical thing in zombie mode where if you needed some time to health up or to reload your gun and you needed the zombies to go away, you would throw the monkey grenade away from you and all the zombies would hoard it, right? Or, like, mm, go okay. swarm it, rather. Yeah. And so I what happens here is you can throw it at an enemy player and then I don't know if zombies just, like, come out of the woodwork and attack the player or if it has to be in a place where there's already zombies, but... Yeah, that's the thing. So I'm I'm stoked about this wild card like zombie thing going on. Um, well, and I'm stoked. Go ahead. Yeah, if I remember, I remember you were mentioning some potential ideas about having zombies in PUBG. 
And yeah. so this is, yeah, I mean, this is exciting. I mean, you know, zombies apart from just that one specific zombie mode, of course, which exists. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I I agree. I like the idea that you might see a character in the distance and think that it's another player, but then realize that it's an AI zombie, you know, just kind of, it, mm-hmm. it makes the game a little more unpredictable, which I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd like to go and, I mean, there's a lot of meta around, meta is an overused word, maybe. There's a lot to talk about here in the context um, of just the games coming out. What does this mean for PUBG? What does it mean for even our community, right? And those are questions I'd, I'm going to defer for now because um, we've. this is already a pretty long episode. <laughs> we don't want to... Um, outlast our welcome (laughs) but yeah i do look forward to talking about that and i'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about in that regard in the next couple of months as this stuff unfolds but yeah just want to acknowledge that conversation you know i for one will definitely be downloading the free open beta on saturday like the second class citizen that i am so (laughs) i'm yeah i'm really excited to check this out and Mm -hmm. you know I don't know. Will this be the first game that makes me, that takes me away from PUBG? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. You'll be back to AAA titles, man. Oh, baby. Back to spending, dropping 60 (laughs) bucks on a video game. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, you've probably spent that much to get those outfits you have for PUBG anyway. Oh, I mean, I probably spend that much on chocolate every week. I mean, (laughs) 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 I'm a weirdo, man. No, I mean, games aren't that expensive if they truly are, like, buy, if you just buy them and that's it. Yeah, like even that's I, true. Like, I bought, you know, Battlefield 4 with all of the content. It was probably $100, $120, but, you know, you put a put a 1,000 hours into the game and do the math. It's a pretty good deal. It's pretty cheap entertainment, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's for sure, Yeah. Well, and you know what else is cheap entertainment is the Winner Winner PUBG podcast, which you've just been listening to for the better part of two hours. Yeah, I don't know about you, Rob, but I'm tired. And me too. Yeah, and I'll I'm bet sick that too. our My listeners really hurts are, now. I bet our listeners are getting tired as well. But thanks for sticking with us for our amazing. I hope you got the answer to life, the universe, and everything because we certainly talked long enough. Right here. <laughs> so yeah um thanks for joining us again you can find us in our discord which is listed in the show notes if you enjoy our long ramblings you can always contribute to our patreon which helps to keep the lights on and stuff like that it doesn't really um you can join our our xbox club winner winner you can look it up there you can search for the winner podcast mobile clan and that's how you get to hang out with other PUBG mobile players in our community and they are growing. That is a growing segment. I don't know, Robin, is there, is there anything special you want to say before we sign off here? Uh, just that tactics will probably happen happen on Monday uh, one way or the other. Face it, some, some community members are using Face it to do some things there and I'm not sure if that's open yet for everybody. And I want to test that out, so I may or may not be doing tactics with the Discord crew, but 
Um, people have been asking me the last couple of weeks about it, so I think it'll be happening either way, and I'll at least try to like be there to kick it off or something. So one way or the other, it's going to happen. So if you guys want to do tactic sessions uh, this Monday night, uh, let's say 7 p.m. Pacific time. And also, I just wanted to say thanks to Spiffy Man for letting us use his awesome music for our show. It's superb. It is superb indeed. All right. Well... Thank you guys, and we will catch you next week. All right. See you guys.